0: all right this is how i start kristen's not here i never know when to start i don't know what my beat is but that was pretty good for me it sounds good i don't have my headphones on yet all right welcome to the ask women podcast we are here without kristen it is just marnie That's kind of intimidating for me because I get scared. Kristen is very good at opening up the show even though she's like the most monotone person whenever she starts the show and never seems excited. It just helps me get my mojo flowing. Anyway, we have amazing people in studio with me today. Um, We have Catherine – how do you say your last name? I'm going to screw up. Urbanic. Yeah, I was going to say that. Okay, so it's Catherine Urbanic who is back on the show. Um, She's been on a couple of times before. Mm -hmm. She was probably pretty shocked – last time that she was on the show because i think a lot of the things that were being said um
1: i disagreed with a lot of them. yes for sure <laughs> you disagreed yeah. but did they make you think they did and i think just further made me think further about how different men and women really think because yeah. to me it's like i go around kind of throughout my day being like well this is how it should be and then I'll talk to guys and be like, no, that's not. That's not at all what's going no. on in our heads. No, but it's interesting. <laughs> yes, but that's it the is.
0: thing about this show is like, that's what we are hopefully providing to the people that are listening is um, both sides of the spectrum so that you, you can understand where somebody else is coming from. It doesn't mean yeah. you have to agree with it, it. Doesn't mean you have to respect it, but you, you just have to listen to it, right? Even though it may d- be different from, from your, yourself. Uh, we also have Josh McCouga back on the. Oh, the microphone's not on. Nope, now it is. Oh, good. Up oh, there, it is. there I am. You're hey, back buddy. on the show. You're going to be our voice of man. Oh crap! Today. I know, <laughs> Hi, Josh. lots of pressure. Hey, Catherine, you're so not nice family. to meet you. Nice to
1: meet you too. Okay,
0: and then on the second half of the show, we have uh, Doctor Amy Harwick, who has written the book The New Sex Bible for Women. And I was saying before, she sent me. Was there an old sex bible? I don't know. Maybe there was. We'll find mm-hmm. out. In thirty minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Maybe but it's like the New Testament and the Old Testament. <laughs> oh my God, that would be amazing if that's how I'm, you wrote it. I'm not Jewish, so I have to believe in both. What's yes, the, okay. that, You do. <laughs> you have to. That's so funny. Well, I I love having you guys um on the show, but separately. Love being here. Yeah, but now together. I thought that you would be on the show together before. I I uh-huh. was completely wrong. Yeah. But you're both wonderful and awesome and honest uh-huh. and you'll give your uh, honest opinions, obviously. <laughs> um. Well, what I wanted to talk about today was sex. Right, because that you know, Amy's going to come on the show and talk to us about women from the female perspective, and I want to find out some stories from the two of you uh, about great sexual experiences, negative Mm -hmm. sexual experiences, and I want to hear about it from the male point of view. I don't know why I'm pointing to you when I say that. The male Catherine. point of view for Josh, and the female. Point I'm going of view. through a transitional period right <laughs> yes. now. Okay, please be tolerant. The un
2: Caitlyn Jenner. Yes, <laughs> that's what
0: we're revealing on the yes. show today. But Catherine and I were talking um, before the show, and you started talking about how you know for sex, sex is very different for women. Yes, right. Can you can you tell me more about why you think that and. Why? Um, different?
1: Well, it's interesting because I was talking about um, talking about sex with a friend of mine and she was saying that for men, it's very external because um, given that they have a penis, it's external women, it's internal and that it's much easier for men to achieve an orgasm and women, it's far more difficult. There has to be there's a lot of layers involved. And, um, and I, that really, I mean, I thought that rang true. Um, do you think that's true? Like, do you think that,
0: I know you don't have a penis, so you don't know if it actually no, is yeah, easier yeah. or harder, but is it hard for you to sometimes achieve an orgasm? Yeah,
1: I think so. I mean, like, there's just that, I think there are, again, there are a lot of, a lot of layers to it. It's like a, a well, very. What are the layers? God, if only I knew the scientific terminology of it, but I kind of. But I, what about the non scientific <laughs> terminology? Um, you know, I think, I mean, for me, there has to be, uh, I mean, if it's with a, another person, it's a, there has to be an element of trust and that I can feel safe with that person because it, it's incredibly vulnerable. Um, and it's probably, you know, where, I, I, you know, a time in my life when I feel most vulnerable. So um, feeling like I'm in a safe environment with whoever I'm with at the time is a big part of it. And earning and trust in and of itself is a hard thing to attain anyway. So,
0: well, how, how does a guy go about doing that if he doesn't really know you?
1: Getting to know you. Um, yeah, getting to know you and making you feel comfortable and safe. And um,
2: Do you think a guy can get to know you in the first night?
1: Was, ooh, that's what I was going to ask, too. Uh-huh. Um, maybe. Uh, maybe. Um, it depends on how many drinks are involved, I guess. <laughs> you know, um, but, I, I mean, for me, the best experiences have happened with somebody that I've known for a long time. It's the the... The care and attention that we have for each other has grown and developed, and it makes it all the more strong and better because the connection, the emotional connection between the two of us, is stronger. Okay. So, well,
0: Josh, I, I wanted to ask your opinion, sure, because you've what? Oh, uh, sorry, I'm getting like notes <laughs> right now. Um, uh, for you, yeah. I I'm going to assume you've had uh, a one night stand. Uh huh. Yeah. And you've had a lot of fun with women sexually. Absolutely. Do you think that y- you can provide a fun, safe opportunity that a woman walks away from feeling good uh, with just knowing her for one night?
2: Um, I would like to think that that is my only goal Okay. when I go into uh, like a one night stand situation. Not, you know, like... I mean I don't go I'm not the kind of guy that like goes out to a bar and is like tonight's gonna be the night I'm having a one night stand. Right. Line in my pockets, it's a you know, nineteen nineties cool kid movie. Yeah. It's, Twelve condoms yeah, ready yeah. to go. <laughs> it's that's it's that's not really like I've never been the dude That like walks into a party Like there's a bunch of sausage In here i You yeah. know
1: but I'm if it's sorry it just, what I don't even know what that was Oh my god just,
0: I know so many guys Who do that So <laughs> when I first You don't thought... know that Like
2: when a guy walks into a party And they're like Oh so much sausage In here I'm yeah, out.
0: We're go- we're uh, wow. not, i Yeah we're gone Wow My yeah. night is blown do, uh, Okay
2: Why'd you take me to this party it's just dudes Oh like, got it Got it Um, So But On the off chance that it does Or when it does happen I think like The, the most important part For a guy to realize Is that Um It's a two-way street. You're not just in there to be like, dude... (laughs) Bro, I had a one night stand last night. It was awesome. Just for the story, like you want you you don't want it to be just a one night stand. If she's like really hot and it was a lot of fun, you want it to be a two or three or four or five night stand. However long really? the stand long, yeah. If you like the girl, you know, and you had a great time and you take off her clothes and it was amazing and like the sex was incredible. There's nothing more addicting than good sex. I think we can all kind of agree with that. That yeah. like once you've had the good stuff, you don't want to go back. It's like Johnny Walker Blue Label. You don't want to go back to the Red Label. the Red Label right. shit. You want to keep it in the Blue Label family. Um, so when when you're in that like one night stand situation or or whatever the case may be, every guy should go in there asking questions and figuring it out, not just like diving right in. You don't just like dive in, into an Olympic swimming race.
0: Wait, So can you explain that? Like what questions do you ask? You know, like. Like where did you come
2: from or what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what <laughs> where are you from? No, yeah, that, I mean, that from? should have been discussed at the bar or, right, or exactly. the party or wherever you met. Um, more or less like. Not like, can I kiss you? Like, obviously the kissing, but like, you know, you test the waters. You don't just like shove your hands down her pants and be like, you like this? Let's get on it. <laughs> um, you know, like kind of like, you know, test, test the body, like see where, where like certain erogenous zones are, things that turn her on. You know, the, the 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 thing that guys do, I think most wrong and guys always talk about is that they don't communicate in bed. They just go in, they grunt their way through like they're playing football and then they leave. Um,
0: well, can, I want to hear from, from both sides for you like, how, give me an example of how you actually communicate in the bedroom and then I want Catherine to talk about how she wants to be communicated to in the bedroom because I, I think what Catherine was saying in the beginning of the show I think is wonderful and it's very true that e- even for me you know I, I used to be a huge pr- I guess I am still a huge prude because now I'm married but um, <laughs> no that's horrible to say I'm not a prude I have sex with my husband but um, no I, prude but, discrimination on this show though. right nothing but,
1: against prudes yeah
0: but so I always nothing wanted against to against
2: sluts either right no or I always whatever. wanted to
0: feel safe that that was the thing for me and we've and, talked and, about
2: that yeah before and it,
0: but you you can feel safe in an evening with somebody sure. when you choose and decide that that's what you want to do so sure. I, I, I want to have a better understanding of what you do to make women feel safe and what you need in order to feel safe. So if you got if you can give me a couple of examples, that would be mm-hmm. awesome. And then you give me your feedback
2: on what you think. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Catherine, you know what? You go first.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm well. I'm just. I'm so happy that you said communication because that is so important. And I was telling Marnie earlier, uh, the best experiences I've had have been when the guy has communicated and asked me what I like, or you know, and yeah, and has gone like kind of. I, the I mean, i'm trying to make a metaphor here um
2: you don't know how to build a house the, without a foundation or
1: like you know it's like yeah. do you want the sexual experience to be like you know a golf course mound or do you want it to be everest and if it's going to be everest it's going to be epic and awesome and it's going to be a slow climb to the top in my opinion where it builds gradually and it's not just like this happened you know like what you were saying where guys grunt through it and it's like a football player or whatever yeah. it's the best experiences for me have been where it's started out slowly and it grows and develops and builds, and it also lasts longer throughout the evening. Right, um,
2: and you also bring a flag and you plant it in the right. ground, right? At the well, end.
1: maybe not in the ground, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I'd have an issue with, with that, with, probably with my landlord. Um, but uh, anyway, um, but yeah, I think th- you know that's that's important, and I think also too for me personally, I'm I'm a huge audio person like music is a huge part of my life Um, and so I like hearing things so I like having somebody talk to me and also say how they feel about me and what they think about me and I think women a lot of times it's a constant struggle unless you're maybe like a Victoria Secret model but a constant struggle to kind of feel like you're pretty, or that you're desired, or or that you have a body that is attractive and beautiful, and um and we constantly hold ourselves to this like standard of, you know, Im- of perfection that's unattainable. So to be with a man and have him tell you that you're beautiful to him, or that he thinks you're hot or sexy, I think those are, that's really important. And it's um yeah, that's something that also I also think always kind of helps is to feel like oh wow, like even though I don't have. F- you know six-pack abs you like my abs you yeah like you're liking stomach? it yeah you like my skin the way it feels like that kind of thing so so con-
0: so, so what you like is not constant reassurance right but no you not like- constant
1: reassurance but it's it's been like oh because it's it's i think i don't know at least for me and, and a lot of women i know there's a constant struggle in their mind of like do i feel beautiful am i sexy like and and reassuring that for a woman especially in a moment where she's incredibly vulnerable and is as bare as she can be um i think it helps the situation and it also it it makes you feel more comfortable yeah. as opposed to uncomfortable and judging yourself and being like oh god well you know i do have like that cellulite that's right there and i feel really uncomfortable about it but if a guy's like you are so fucking hot i mean you know drop the f word yeah I, you know no playboy radio whatever um you know it's like that is immediately lends a. let lets me know i can take my guard down a little bit and i can get out of my own head and be like yeah i'm fucking hot you know like yeah it's you know you should be happy to be yeah. here right now let's keep going exactly you're as gonna have a fun time feeling, yeah as opposed to feeling nervous and and scared and um because it's scary it's still i mean at least for me anyway it's still it's always a little scary so, um, anything that you can do to make it more safe and more comfortable, the more the woman is going to let go, and the better the experience is going to be. I think for the both of you, when you can. Oh, I agree. Yeah,
0: completely. I, I want to hear what you Well Josh like, has to
1: say.
2: I-, I hate when people say like they- and make it like a sports metaphor. Here is you know when when a-, a guy scores a touchdown or he makes a big play or in basketball, when they always people like don't celebrate act like you've been there before don't act like you've been there before because not many people have been there before right Right. so when you go into a sexual experience don't act like you've been there before act like it's your first time going through things act you know experiment like you said i tell a girl that she is fucking hot all the time Right. Especially in like the bedroom one night stand, like every inch of your body is sexy. And I will tell you about it. It's like I'll narrate a story if that's what you want. I'll write a whole book like (laughs) like Amy. I will put this the the whole thing and, and make it. I just I want the experience to be so good for you because I know I'm having fun and I want you to have just as much fun as possible, right? So,
1: um, Josh, what are you doing this evening? <laughs> I'm just, I know. You know seriously, this, this could be fantastic. No, but that's
0: a great attitude to have. But so, how, so, give me examples of how you let a woman know that that, that it, her body is a wonderland.
2: I think. Sorry, <laughs> way to go, John Mayer.
0: I, I mean, Kristen's <laughs> not here. Take Nobody's got to be a comedian, out,
2: Marnie. I know. Um, I think you know. Uh, When you when you step back, it's like looking at artwork, right? Like, I don't get modern art, but I can appreciate the hard work that went into it. So when a girl takes off her clothes, like, that is a very, very vulnerable moment for anybody, right? Like, I'm a hairy guy, right? So when I take off my shirt, I got a lot of chest hair on in the rear, right? I got a sweater vest. I mean, I don't really need to wear outer clothing. But (laughs) I think that, like, to just take a minute and admire the physique, that, that... I think a girl loves when a guy just takes a step back and like, wow, that is something amazing. And then let's really start to to go down the wormhole of really experiencing every inch of your body because don't act like you've been there before because you may never get there again. Right. You know what I mean? And- has all have all my sexual experiences been great of course not I'm not perfect and so you know we've all made mistakes in there we've all done the wrong things or right. maybe not lasted as long or been so excited you know that like I Jason Biggs it in American Pie <laughs> um, because we were all 16 at one point and at the same time there's something so exciting about being with a girl for the first time and seeing that body that you've been looking at through clothes all night and finally the clothes are off and you're like this is what I've been you know this is what I've been waiting for uh, it's like getting drafted in in the NFL celebrate throw the money sign in the air I don't care what you do but make sure that that girl knows that she's in an experience and you're having uh, you, you want her to have as much fun as you're having right. so that when she leaves she's like you know what I may never want to hang out with him again because I didn't like him but, it. I felt but good. Oh, that sex was great yeah you know
0: Do you th- do you think that you having that attitude helps make sex better for both for women and for yourself oh absolutely so have you had the experience of not having that attitude when having sex or have you always had that attitude
2: I mean, you know me. I'm a really happy. You're pretty. Guy. you're pretty
0: excited about everything. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> um. So yeah, no, like I've never really gone into it and been like, ugh. But I. Uh, Have
0: you ever gone into it, um, thinking, "Oh wow, I'm not good enough for this girl. She's super hot, or I don't know what I'm doing." The or, out of my or, league
2: syndrome. Yeah. It happens.
0: And what happens when that happens?
2: You. There's definitely like, the wheels up here start going. Not like. That she's out of your league, but like you've been putting a lot of legwork into this, maybe one girl that you've had a crush on forever, and you finally get to that thing, right? And you finally get in the bedroom, and you're getting naked. You're like, oh my god, this is really happening. But there's so much pressure on you, or something, and that you just you underperform. It's happened. It's happened to me. It's happened to every guy, I think. Right. Um, and the underperformance thing is a serious worry that a lot of guys deal with, Um, whether it's like you know premature or it's you. Didn't get it up, or or, not
0: being present and not and doing things sloppy.
2: Oh yeah, overthinking it. Not not like I got hooked up with a girl in New York and I may have had like one too many drinks and I don't think she really liked me going down on her. I don't just like I don't think that was her thing because some girls, I mean, very few and far between, just not just not their thing, right? And I and I and I didn't take the time to like listen to her until she like like pulled my head and she's like, "I don't like that," and I was like, "Okay." my bad and then it kind of just like fizzled out from there
0: right because then you get caught in your head you're like oh, correct like what like, I was doing. Uh,
2: because I really like doing that that's one of my favorite things I think that's like you know <laughs> we don't get to do it that often right so exactly that's weird. enjoy it yeah well, um, so
0: can you tell me more about her you said you you didn't listen to her saying that she didn't want
2: that so can you tell me what she I, well, was saying like, or what she was doing i don't think she really went about it the right way she wasn't like i don't like that she was like that's okay like i think she was enjoying it but i think that she like at the same time uh was so reserved about it or maybe she was a very reserved girl and i was trying to just open her up a little bit not literally but you know, what I no mean? but literally <laughs> also but literally well. also yeah um and i just maybe she just wasn't ready for that sexually and she wasn't really communicating that well until she actually physically did something about it, and then it felt like I was actually, I mean, not to use the rape word, but no, it but honestly so felt like I was want. forcing myself on her, and I've never wanted a girl to think that, you know, that I'm in there strictly to just, like, get my rocks off and get the hell out of there, Right. but I think that's what she was thinking, and then all of a sudden, as soon as you as soon as soon you break that fourth wall with a guy, he it's really hard to come back from. No, it's safe it really for women is. as
0: well. That's really hard to come back yeah. from. Well, Catherine, have you ever had that experience where... You know you're you are with a guy and you're doing something that you're not comfortable with doing or that you don't feel um a strong enough connection yet to do
1: that action well i but also ha- yeah I, I just wanted to piggyback off what you were saying josh sure. um that i think I, sometimes i've talked to my gal pals <laughs> um, when we've been out getting cosmopolitans, that's never happened. But, um, we, when I discuss with my friends, like, they'll say things like, sometimes, like, yeah, I, I, I like when a guy goes down on me, but honestly, like, I have to be so in the right place. Like, I would rather have actual sex than do that because that feels so vulnerable to yeah, me. me. It's too. like incredibly scary. Because also, too, like, you know, I, I don't.
2: What's so scary about it?
1: Well, it's kind of like, I mean, it's just so intimate and it's so incredibly me, intimate. a part
0: that i don't even see very often and i personally <laughs> you know? don't even
1: want to see mine very often like, right. it's just like i'm like it's kind of yeah it's- and it's
0: like okay well are you going like like that, I know like you're, you're not said- going to be judging me. At, it's not judgment. It's like, uh, maybe I'm not shaving enough down there or maybe I smell. I don't you're just like for me I get wrapped in my head and I go in cycles and then I can't
1: relax and then this person's like having a good time down there and I'm just <laughs> thinking, "Oh my god, something disgusting is good." I mean, okay, of- this is this is kind of ridiculous, <laughs> but I like to think of um, my vagina is kind of like the grumpy cat. It's like what? that face, the grumpy cat face yeah. that just is like dissatisfied. <laughs> and I'm kinda like, you don't want to meet the grumpy cat, okay? Right. The grumpy cat is a grumpy cat. Like right. just, you know, it's <laughs> ugly, it's unattractive. Yeah. And it just, you know, it's gonna it has a bad attitude yeah, and you're you don't it's a, want it's that an uphill battle. Face. Yes, yeah. exactly. So yeah. there's like that side of it where um <laughs> God, I really <laughs> hope my parents never listen to this. But it's just like that, there's that side of it where it's like, no, you know, I'm kind of like that's that's the grumpy cat. I don't really want you to see the grumpy cat cuz it's just Neh. and so I mean it's it's sometimes though like when you meet guys that are like really excited about it and it's you know and again though I think that goes back to that level of trust. But I just kind of wanted to piggyback though cuz sometimes it may not have necessarily been you or that the girl didn't like it, but if she was a reserved girl and it was a one night stand kind of thing, it's incredibly like I mean you become incredibly hyper aware when something is down there. Like it's yeah. incredible, and it's like, oh god, okay. Um, so anyway, but yes. Uh, what but, was the question? I forget what the question was. But okay, okay, okay. Okay, actually,
0: I, I want to know: Is there something that a guy could do to make you more comfortable with the
1: grumpy cat and make the cat smile? <laughs> um, that's going to be the, the the phrase word for the rest of the day. <laughs> but have you ever had a cat. good experience? With yes, it, that you're, no, like, yes, totally I have. But again, it has been like it has been the the best experiences I've had have been with guys that I have known for a while and I trusted them and it was um and and you know one instance it was really unexpected it was a a guy friend of mine and one night we were hanging out and I'd known him for years and it like it just like we were drinking and then like all of a sudden it just went crossed the border and it was Mm -hmm. unexpected but we were both so into it and I just trusted him so much and it and I felt safe and so I trusted him
0: to what trusted him to not like go laugh at you
1: no no laugh at me but just like I'm like I I trust this person as a person right um I know I'm in good hands I know he's not a douche like that kind of thing um and I know I'm not gonna you know get hurt really from this because this is somebody that's a part of my life and I've known them well enough and long enough that they're they're not going to treat me poorly, kind right. of, if, that, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes or, sense. you know, it's not going to be, whereas, you know, there's been instances, you know, I think, you know, one time where I was with somebody that I liked and I, I, it was a one night kind of thing and I, I met the person, I found him really attractive and he found me really attractive and it was a one night stand and the, the next day I, you know, flat out said to him. Um, am I ever going to hear from you again? Cause like I had a great time, but, and he's like, that's a weird question. Like, why would you ask that? I'm like, so I can save myself a lot of aggravation. And he's like, I don't know, maybe here's your Uber bye. And it was like, so Dude, what a I know. Right. So <laughs> anyway, but that was completely off topic about communication. Um, so anyway, just like knowing, I guess part of it is knowing that, oh, I'm not going to have that the next day when I'm with this person, like this person isn't going to treat me like I'm worthless the next day. Have have you ever done that
0: to a woman? Like shoved her in an Uber and said, get the fuck out. Yeah. No, no. I mean, even if you had no intention of ever seeing her again, would you,
2: I mean, even, I mean, I guess a guy knows sometimes that maybe the sex wasn't that great or maybe like you looked at it as a one night stand and that was it. Um, it's, it's really that part of the communication thing is, is very, very difficult. And I I mean, I've definitely been the guy that's just like, kind of just stopped contacting. And I think that maybe is, it's a good and a bad thing because like, I, I don't know if it's, if it's meaner to just say, I don't want to talk to you anymore. (laughs) Or if it's just be like, if it's worse, if I just don't, I've stopped texting or calling back. I don't know. Right. Like, I, I don't I, I think it's a case by case basis because I've had to tell girls like this is over. And then I think a lot of girls just sometimes get the hint that like after maybe like the second or third time we've gone out that it just like didn't work. And that was that. Right. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I hope that's like that doesn't come across as dickish or rude. But like, I don't sometimes I think that's maybe like that's all I can do. Yeah. Well, but, like I like hooked up like here. OK, I hooked up with a girl at a wedding. And I had to take her back to my brother's house because <laughs> that's where I was staying. But he wasn't there. Right. And then I didn't want the kids to wake up in the morning and be like, who's the girl with Uncle Josh? Right. My date. Right? <laughs> yeah, my date. Uh, so I had to like put her in an Uber at 6.30 in the morning right. right before the kids woke up so that they wouldn't see some like random girl coming out of the thing and then ask a billion questions because they're six and four. So they're going to ask questions. Right. You know what I mean? Is she um, my new aunt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and. My brother, obviously, I didn't want to like offend him, and I also kind of didn't want him to know that I brought a girl from a wedding to his house. But there have been those moments, and she's like, am I going to see you again? I was like, I live in LA. You live in Seattle. Maybe. She's like, would you ever come to Seattle to visit me? I was like, I don't know. Maybe. Because I, like, yeah. I can't. But in a s- same city situation, yeah. you are right to ask that. Thank maybe you. His, maybe Good. His, maybe his reaction wasn't the best. Like, oh, stupid question. Because I would probably say, definitely. And Well, then, thanks. And then- Maybe and then, like, call and then her? no, not no. Don't call her. But I mean, texting is a beautiful thing. The fact that we can text and not have to call uh, in certain situations because, like, calling just takes a lot of time. Personally, so yeah.
1: I don't like talking on the phone. Not, nobody likes it like, anymore. Not to guys or my my girlfriends or my parents. I don't like talking on the phone. Yeah. I'd much rather meet in person or text.
2: Yeah, um, and so. But I, it's a it's a valid question. You should say, "Am I going to see you?" Yeah, I
1: just slept with you. Am I going
0: to see you? Again?
2: Right, because I would ask that. Like, are we going to hang out again? If she says no, I'm like, all right.
0: Are, I mean, are, are there people that you know you're just going to sleep with them for one night, like, or do you ultimately think I've slept with you now? I should want to see you. Again?
1: Honestly, I I I don't go into it thinking we're like, you know, God, this guy is such a tool, but he's so hot. I just want to sleep with him and never see him again. That's never been. That's never been. Right. My aim. Because given my past experience, like the best experiences I've had have been with guys that I thoroughly enjoy their company. Like I love hanging out with them. I love talking. I love watching football with them. I like watching, you know, Will Ferrell movies with them. I like getting a beer with them. I like doing these things where it's like I like you as a person and that that initial like is going to want it will, will spur further things. But if I don't like you as a person... I don't really want to sleep with you. Right. Like, I don't really, no. Do you find that that's true for most women?
2: Uh, it's it's definitely a majority.
0: Yeah. Have you met a lot of women who just want to have sex with you? They don't want anything else? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Are they younger? Are they older? Are they Usually
2: different? younger. And I think what- the younger generation... Like, uh, the people that are just graduating college now are way more into one night stands and Tinder and Bumble and Coffee Meets Bagel and all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. because it's right at their fingertips. And, you know, back in my day, we actually had to work for girls. We had to go to bars and we had to meet them and we had to talk to them. Right. And we had to, you know, be personable. We couldn't just swipe right and then bang because that's what's happening a lot these days. And I think, uh, which is a beautiful thing. I think that like the, You know, the more time goes on, the more sexually liberated people are becoming. And then on the flip side also, too, like the cyberbullying thing and like slut shaming and stuff is a product of the environment and it's awful, too. So I think like, again, we're still stuck in this no man's land of of what's right and what's wrong as far as the amount and the frequency and one night stands or like being comfortable with somebody or whatever. Um, But I think that, you know, maybe it's just... I have got a good radar for girls that I know just kind of want to have sex with me and don't want to hang out with me mm-hmm. or maybe want to hang out with me every now and then or just like I'm a fuck buddy that they just want to hang out with here and there um which is totally fine I'm I'm really up for whatever but um I th- again it goes back to really like you said being honest you got to if you're if you're not going to call the girl again just be like I don't know maybe <laughs> is not the right way to go about it, but like, right,
0: no, but that's the honest answer. As but that's to, the honest course, answer, I want to marry you. sure,
2: yeah, no, absolutely. I'll
0: talk to you in 15 minutes, but also, minutes. too,
2: like, I think sex is a, is a great barometer of yeah. how communication and how things are going to go in the future. If, like, if this, if you go on a one night stand, because I've definitely had one night stands that have turned into longer term things, mm-hmm. um, honestly, more often than not, and um. Because I think if the sex is good, you want to see if everything else is good and if you can hang out with the girl. Because in a city like L.A., there's – and I hate saying the cliche thing, but there are a lot of fake people in this town. And there are a lot of girls that are looking to fuck their way to the top. And I've seen this firsthand. And so a lot of girls will have sex with you. But if you can't, like, get them something, they don't really care. And you can see that they're climbers or they're – you know because, I, listen, I was a bartender forever. You see girl like actors and actresses and models come in with guys that are definitely just – you know, toys for them mm-hmm. that said they were producer or whatever It's L.A. and New York are very different than most major cities um, because of the entertainment aspect of everything. Um, so to say that I, I'm not going to see you again is is probably like the best way to go about it. But yeah, there's also like. I think sex gets some of the ugliness out of the way. Like if you are great and I love hanging out with you, but then we have sex and it's just like awful. It's hard to come back from that. But if you have sex and then work on the friendship afterwards, I think it's way easier. Maybe that's like a stupid guy thing of me to say, but... No, it's not. Sometimes it, it really works that way.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about uh, sex in greater detail with the expert who is on our show. After the break, we are going to talk to Dr. Amy Harwick, who is the uh, is a licensed therapist and holds a doctorate of human sexuality, and she is the author of the new Sex Bible for Women, and we're going to talk to her all about sex from a female point of view. We'll be back after this. Curious how Playboy models are chosen? Yes, yes, yes! Playboy TV's latest uncensored reality show, Naked Ambition, follows the journeys of gorgeous models as they pose for Playboy in hopes of being discovered. From casting calls to screen tests, Naked Ambition takes you behind the scenes
3: as beautiful models struggle to make their dreams come true. I
2: feel like I'm gonna be. Old.
3: Check with your cable or satellite provider, or visit PlayboyTV.com to see what you've been missing.
0: So Kristen and I um, wanted to do something special for you guys. We've been getting a lot of requests. Well,
3: it's more special for ourselves. Right, exactly. But you guys were also in mind.
0: Yeah. Well, always. You're always on our minds. And so, Well, sometimes. <laughs> some, some guys, maybe two people, <laughs> wrote in and said, what goes on behind the scenes of the Ask Women podcast? What do you guys do before the show? What do you do after the show? What do you do during the show? They wanted to see what actually happens. Well, on your half. Yes, mm-hmm. it depends on who's on the show. But half the time, that is very true. And so we decided let's get a camera crew in here and show people what actually goes on behind the scenes at the Askman podcast. So we have done it. We've edited it. It's kind of awesome. And we also gave you a video um, of a full podcast so you can actually see us instead of just hearing us. And the, the truth is, is that yes, it's a, a great behind the scenes. It's wonderful because it is jam packed with information for you, but it's also a great way to support the show uh, and keep us on the air because it's a motive for Kristen to make some a- extra yeah, cause, cash. Yeah, because
3: I'm thinking about driving yeah. for Uber. So. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So she's getting needs, dire. Christian
0: needs some money and we need some support for the show. So I would love for you to go get a copy of the Ask Women Behind the Scenes video which gives you like 20 minutes I think of of us behind the scenes before the show yeah
3: it's basically like us kind of arriving like what the studio looks like here at Sideshow Network so it's basically us getting here uh, setting up uh, talking about what you know how we um, uh, what we discussed before the show and like grabbing coffees etc yeah super exciting stuff it's like
0: like, I have no idea it's basically
3: really boring but if you're wondering like what we look like sitting at microphones and talking yes and then we have the wonderful
0: sex with Emily Uh, she was on the episode that we decided to do this for so she's super cute and she talks all about sex and pleasuring a woman and uh it, 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 it's you awesome. can see hand
1: gestures which might be helpful I you for guys you can see hand
0: jobs as well yes hand gestures of things to do that would be really yeah. helpful anyway if you want to support the show if you want to check out this behind the scenes footage of the ask women podcast go to wing girl and slash behind the scenes Winggirlmethod.com slash behind the scenes and get your copy of the behind the scenes video. Plus, I'm going to throw in a free copy of my best selling book, Get oh, Inside cool. Her. Ooh, I know. Cool. Maybe a couple of other books. how much too. is this going to be? Oh, this is going to be $149. No. <laughs> well, um, oh, God, I, I we are going to be very awesome and wonderful, and we're going to sell this for seven ninety-nine. So please support the show. Please get the behind the scenes. You get a free copy of my book, Get Inside Her. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash behind the scenes. Please, guys, I'm desperate. <laughs> Thanks,
1: guys. Playboyradio.com.
3: You wouldn't think so, but sex toys have come a long way from that hard plastic vibrator that your grandma used. Hey, I'm sex toy educator and intimacy expert, Miyoko. Tune in to my show, Play With Me, to get the inside scoop of the newest sex toys on the market. Along with a panel of guests, we'll talk everything from the latest sex trends to the juiciest sex controversies. We're talking about sex in public. Do you consider yourself monogamous or would you like to maybe consider having a relationship with multiple people? My boyfriend keeps bugging me because he wants to stick it in my butt. That's the type of conversation we're having today. So come play with me. Tuesdays at noon Pacific Standard Time on PlayboyRadio.com. Thanks for listening to PlayboyRadio.com. Now, back to the show.
0: All right. Interesting conversations over the break. We're talking about um, Catherine... (laughs) having sex with guys who she's been (laughs) friends with for a long time and then them disappearing that's why this cat is so angry yes and so damn grumpy no but like obviously this is a show mainly for men but that would be interesting to find out on the flip side what exactly is going on because i have a couple of things that i'm thinking in my head so just from knowing you for the short period that i've known you i know you are very relationship focused Right, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. your goal. So I would think any guy who you've been friends with would know this about you. Um, and if you guys were to sleep with each other, they may be feeling either an immense amount of pressure. They don't know how to communicate to you what they want, what they don't want. They may think in a, in a, a grand way um, that may make them think they won't be able to give you everything that they want. So they te- they may back away. I'm, but I'm not a dude, so I have no idea. But that's what I'm guessing. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that maybe it was horrible sex, or like that completed it for them, where they were always guessing what would it be like to have sex with Catherine, and we've been friends, but not really friends, but friends. Uh, But now I've had sex with her, and now I'm like, okay, now I know what it's like. There's really not a strong need for this friendship
2: anymore I don't know and then sometimes like you know if you're friends with a girl and then you then you have sex and the sex wasn't good and then it's just kind of awkward but if the sex was great or maybe it was great for me but it wasn't great for her I don't yeah. I've run the gamut as far yeah. as failures and successes in that arena but it's really really hard I think to well, be well, friends with a girl have sex and then be friends again it's not Seinfeld
0: Well, okay, so let's say we are left with all these questions after we've had (laughs) sex with people and we're confused and not clear on what exactly the other person is thinking. Is it best for us to just say, okay, well, you know, like that didn't work. We're moving forward. Or is there a way to communicate to the other person, whether they're a close friend, not a friend, a stranger, to help – settle it for us as individuals, um, are there things that we can communicate to the other person to provide us with the answers that we're seeking? Like, for example, you said to that guy, are we going to see each other again? He said, hell no, that was an honest answer for you. You're like, okay, now I know I'm never going to see you again. Is there um, a way for people who are still in question about different scenarios with a person they're interested in to ask that question and not appear... Or feel creepy or needy or desperate? Is there like a cool way to do it? Have you guys ever had that experience where you have been able to communicate that afterwards and answer those questions? Um. Or have you just left it where you're talking with your girlfriends or your buddies just trying to figure it out and like decode what's going on?
2: I mean, we can all say that we're really great at communication, but a lot of time, I just drop the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Be honest with you. Yeah,
0: It is funny. So I, I'm doing some coaching right now. Um, it, uh, it It is... Interesting how a lot of the things I coach people on when it comes to dating and relationships, I struggle with within my own business with dealing with vendors. It's still like interpersonal relations with other individuals who can't eventually fuck you. Like, (laughs) right? So, so, um, it's funny. So, my coach pointed out to me that I have unclear, fluffy, wishy washy conversations with people I'm trying to work with so that I, to protect myself from coming across as needy, rigid, demanding, or bitchy. And I, I I didn't even see that I was doing that in my own communication. I always thought that I was just being nice, I was being appreciative, um, but when it came to whatever I was trying to communicate to them, it was a little bit wishy-washy. And so she has advised me, as I advise to you know thousands of men all over the world, um, be more clear and precise in your communication so that you can get a yes or a no answer. So w- with that information, what would you advise to Catherine to potentially say to her friend?
2: I mean, you have to just go at him again. A, guy, a guy's like a angry anthill. You just got to keep kicking it until the ants come out, mm-hmm. right? Because we don't want to talk. Our general nature, like I'm, I know I'm a little bit different, but I don't, like if a girl corners me and asks me for my thing, then I'll come back and say it. But a lot of guys will not. Guys will dance around the subject forever, and most men hate to dance.
0: Is there a way to not make men feel cornered or that they're having to do a dance? No, just, like every
2: male feels cornered as soon as a conversation is brought up that isn't in their wheelhouse. Interesting. Immediately, we are we. That's how we are. Our first, we're like we're fight first people. You know, women usually are not. Um, men are fight first kind of people, and in right. my experience, is like as soon as you because a lot of guys are. Like I don't like confrontation, but guys love confrontation. That's what we were like born to do: is confront. Right. And uh, when you when you put a guy in that situation, he until you once you like poke and prod, then you're finally going to get the truth. But it's it takes a little while. It takes a lot of prodding. It takes a lot of poking, and it's not fun. Like I lose lose sounds horrible. Yeah, Yeah. horrible.
0: Well, what about on the flip side? And then I want to get to uh, Dr. Harwick because she has been sitting here patiently waiting to to chat. Um, But for you. As like, let's say the scenario was reversed, and your friend had sl- you wouldn't your friend had slept with each other, mm-hmm. and then you were you walked away and never really brought it up again. What would be a good way for him to bring that up with you, where you wouldn't feel attacked, or I guess it um, would matter what you're thinking on your end. But. I think.
1: I mean, I think if that were to happen, and and if he kind of you know. Uh, just kind of approach like hey, you know, so remember when this happened
0: remember when my penis was inside Yeah, of you? exactly <laughs>
1: or like, you know, um, I don't know like I had a really great time with you And I don't know if you would want to try it again or like maybe we can go get dinner sometime and not as friends But as something else and then see how it goes over because I think if yeah, you know what if you really like somebody if you Really like that person and then you have a great sexual experience with them Are you just gonna let that walk away? Or are you going to say, you know what, maybe I can, I'm going to give it a shot. And the worst that's going to happen is, you know, maybe I'll say, I'm really not ready for that right now. Or like, I really like you right. as a friend. And yeah, maybe that hurts a little bit, but it's worth a shot. And then go, and then you, you know, right. decide, do I want this person in my life, you know, even as a friend, because I still really like them. Yeah. Or if I can't have them sexually, then I don't want them in my life. In that all.
0: scenario, is it the man's responsibility to bring up the conversation? Like, let's say you were into him. You've had sex. Do you think it's his responsibility to say, hey, like, what's well, going I think, on now?
1: I think going back to it, I think, like, guys are not going to talk really unless they really I'm not want saying to what think. they are. I'm so saying, think, what do you but think? Like, I, I think I mean, honestly, would, I, I'd
0: I, I'd get, I wouldn't put it out there. To be honest, like, as confident as I am, it would take me a long time to put it out there. If I had to wait long, then I would ask for clarification. But in my mind, I would think it was his responsibility to approach me and to bring up the conversation because if I brought up the conversation
1: I think it's also kind of a case by case thing though in terms of who likes each other more that way well you don't know yeah you don't right but would you
0: think that
2: he should say it first but then it becomes like the game like, yeah do you like me more or do i like you more let's right. not talk to each other and prove that we both but like i'm talking
0: other. about reality right like okay yes in in a in a perfect world we would all be super confident and confront every situation that we have but as a woman do you think it is the man's responsibility to bring it up say either you know that was a mistake or like w- do you want that guy to bring it up first
2: i'd rather the woman bring it up well, i know <laughs>
1: um you know honestly i don't i don't know i think it i i I think as long as somebody brings it up or like, or at least maybe if you're just fine with being friends and you don't really want that situation to ever happen again, then just go on as is. But if there is something where it's like, oh, I actually had a connection with this person, I should maybe, maybe bring this up because this could be something really awesome and great.
0: Yeah all right well we have thank you for your answers we have Dr. Amy Harwick on the show joining us thanks for being here
1: thanks for
3: having me
0: yes well tell us about sex and women and the new sex Bible for women <laughs> I want to a hear really all about this yeah. question yeah I
3: don't even know where to start with that um, I just want to say as I said on the break that I really love the grumpy cat analogy to a vagina um, so that's really all I have to say about sex <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: that's it that's exactly you Let's are start with
3: more specific things where do yeah you start? well let me let,
0: let me find out why why do you do this like why what had you be really interested in sex that you wanted to go to school for like many, many years and study really hard all about sex? Like where did this fascination come from?
3: Well, I think everybody likes sex or has sex on the mind. And if you don't have sex on the mind at all, like usually there's a deficit or an issue there as well. Um, so I just saw that a lot of people have problems with sexuality. It's a hot topic for people. It's a button people push. And as a therapist, I, I don't know how much people know about the track that therapists and psychologists go on when they're on school. But a psychotherapist in California has only required one unit of sexuality education in the graduate program, which is equivalent to like a weekend course. Wow um and a psychologist in the state of california is not required to have any sexuality education whatsoever so when you go to a psychologist um or you go to a psychotherapist and you start talking about sex and you feel like they like look a little uncomfortable it's probably likely that they could they are because there's nothing required so unless they're seeking out additional information or education they're not going to have any background. No, but it's, it's not required, which is a problem. It's a huge problem because if you think about a marriage and family therapist, what do people that are married do or don't do that causes problems? Sex. I mean, that right. is it. <laughs> It's a big part of it For sure So I mean When I went into school To be a therapist But
0: why and, did you go into school To be a therapist? So like-
3: Oh well, I was always interested In psychology And human behavior And it's always fascinated me Since I was a kid Whether it's deviance Or sexuality Or just ultimately uh, Conformity any any type of human behavior is Has always been fascinating to me And as I went through school I was either going to go down The work with deviance And you know Criminal minds type thing Or I was interested in sexuality And with sexuality it's a lot more positive. So I, I kind of view myself as a sex positive therapist mm-hmm. and I do a lot of educating and I feel like I've made a, a pretty big impact on on a lot of people just going in that direction in a positive way. So were you all, always positive about sex absolutely. when it came to you? Yeah. And whether you're having a lot of it or none of it at all, I think it's, you know, reducing stigma and shame is really important and, and education because we're not really educated enough and it's you know people need to listen to podcasts like this or go to school or take classes or read books and if you're not proactively seeking out information you just don't have it
0: right Mm -hmm. well so for um for you Mm -hmm. when you were learning all about this sexual information Mm -hmm. um did it
3: frustrate you did it confuse you did it open your eyes to things like like Um, not not really so much i mean I think I've always had a pretty strong background in it because I've read about it myself, you know, from a younger age, I was always like, you know, sneaking my mom's the joy of sex at 12, like taking notes and, you know, and putting it back in her hiding spot. Where'd you go to high school? <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my, my mom, my mom's book, not, my high school had like no sex education. I'm yeah. from Pennsylvania. Where in Pennsylvania? Philly. Yeah, I'm Pittsburgh. Uh, I went to college in Pittsburgh. Nice. Oh, wow. Lots yes. of Pennsylvania people. Right. Do you have a Pennsylvania Toronto. Nothing, okay? Not even close. <laughs> like, no. no. Um, so, you know, I think I've always been interested in it, and, and I've always kind of put that background in myself already. So when, when I went to school for it, I don't think it really opened my eyes to anything I didn't already know, but allowed me to dive deeper and do more structured research and, uh, you know, uh, create more with it and be more positive and proactive with it
0: okay and so now what you do is or a portion of what you do is you're educating women women I don't even <laughs> Did
2: honestly, you just try to abbreviate women to whim <laughs>
0: I didn't try to do anything I am so tired today I, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to do uh, women um, yeah why do you want to help women with their sexuality why do you think that there's a need what? to educate women on sex
3: I think there's a lack of information and I think that women are, tend to be very scared to talk about it and and again there's no real structured education that they're getting. So I want to create what's not there. And I, I find myself in this role a lot in my life. Like, hmm, I see a deficit in something. I'm just going to create something that's not there or make myself this point person for it. And it's always worked out pretty well. So well, can you um, give me an
0: example? So, so by seeing a deficit, so like, let's say you're talking with one of your girlfriends or one of your clients mm-hmm. and, like what pops up in that conversation for you, where you're like, there's there's something going on with your sex life. There's a deficit in your sex life. Like how, like what, what what are the signs of that?
3: I hear a lot of uh, women or men or relationships talking about like a total lack of sex. Like yeah, we used to have sex, but you know we just haven't had sex for six months. I don't know what's going on. Um, I was talking to a girlfriend last night her boyfriend stopped having sex with her 4 months ago when she tries to touch him he yells at her and then he said he just wants her to give him hand jobs and then he ignores her the rest of the time and tells her he doesn't wow. know if he's in love with her Ooh. and she tells me i don't know what to do And she's crying Get the and i fuck said out. right break <laughs> up. i said okay as a friend i'm telling you you're you need to this is over like he doesn't even know if he loves you i mean this is this right. relationship as, as a therapist, when people come in, the first thing I ask them is, do you love each other and how committed to the relationship are you? And if they're not at like a 9 or a 10 there, it's, you know, it's... Right. You know, I can't make somebody fall in love with the other person, or I right. can't make them interested. Um, so I hear it like a deficit of, of sex when there was sex before, and that's something I hear a lot from women. I hear a lot from couples in therapy. I also hear it a lot from friends. Um, so I put myself in the role of okay, let's look at this. What's changed? What's going on with your sexuality? What's going on with the emotions? So that's that's a topic I hear a lot. Okay. Um,
0: and then I'm, you figure out what's going on. Yeah. So for women, would you say um, sex is different than it is for men?
3: Not so much. Um, I think that, I think a a problem with our culture is that we separate it so much and we make it so segregated. But, you know, and I know in the conversation that was happening in here, we're talking about feeling safe as a woman and, and wanting that for sexuality or a guy maybe not needing that so much. But I think it's just all dependent on the person. And I think culturally, we place certain things on women that, you know, women want relationships, men want casual sex, women want this, men want this. But A lot of women want casual sex. A lot of men, and I see a lot of men, male clients, a lot of them, want relationships. They're sensitive. They want feelings of safety. They do not want one-night stands. So I think that there's a large portion of men that feel very shamed for wanting that, and I think there's women that feel shamed for wanting casual sex.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: I will say, like, sitting over here... I was intimidated talking because I felt like I was being judged by a professional over here.
3: Really? As
2: to like parlay that into, do you think a lot of guys when they have sex with you are very intimidated?
3: Oh, God, I hear it all the time. So every time I'm dating someone, it always comes up and they're like, well, I was really worried about my skills because you're a sex therapist. I'm like, I'm not like a professional sex worker where I know all the tips <laughs> like, I'm not like, I don't have like some really fancy blowjob tips that I'm, <laughs> or your know, tricks that I'm pulling out of a hat here. Like, I have the same insecurities as everyone else. I struggle just as much. And sometimes, honestly, even more, I feel like because I am an expert in certain areas, so people feel like I should have the answers or the skills. So I feel like that puts pressure on me as well. But every guy I date brings that up. Yeah, no, for and sure, that makes say, complete sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, so tell me about like, like the new sex Bible for women. What is it that you're teaching women about?
3: Uh, pretty much the whole concept of it is just guiding women through sex education and self esteem, sexual awareness, and letting them know like pretty much everything you could possibly do with yourself is kind of okay so a lot of acceptance in that book that i wanted to portray because you have these sex books for women that are very uh, strong opinion this is how you should feel this is how women feel um so i just wanted to put something out there here's the basic information there's nothing wacky in here i'm not giving you like sex positions that look like wrestling moves like here are the basics know the basics (laughs) know the basic education and then let's go from there and then i have stories from real women that range from sex workers all the way to my mom with a fake name. <laughs> really? <laughs> Thanks, mom. Yeah, that's interesting. But I interviewed women in like their seventies that you know aren't having sex that much, and then I have uh, porn actresses giving me quotes and
0: stuff. So I have just the whole range. Do you see similar threads from women? Like, I guess I make my main question, because I want to answer questions for the guys that are listening. Like, mm-hmm. what what is it that women want in the bedroom? I know that mm-hmm. it can't be a generalized answer, but is there something that every woman is looking for? out of a sexual experience?
3: Well, if we're looking at just a sexual experience, and this is specific, like what do women want? Well, every woman wants something different. I mean, it's really not uniform, but we're looking at just sex. So what do women want from sex? Well, you want to feel good. You want to feel good about yourself. You want to feel sexual pleasure. If possible, you'd like to orgasm. I mean, these are all things that women want when they have sex. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think anybody, when they have sex, wants a good, good connected sexual experience that you know it results in either an orgasm or some positive great sexual feelings i mean i know that's what i want i never go into a sexual experience saying gosh i really would like not to have an orgasm <laughs> i hope he just doesn't touch me at all i hope he just doesn't even look me in the eyes well i mean if that's your thing but right. <laughs> like,
0: shut up <laughs> right
3: well, Do, what what are some common
0: uh embarrassments for women in the back? i think
3: room? I think a lot of women feel uncomfortable about the look of their vagina. It, does it smell? Do I? Did I shave right? I mean, our parts, like you said, I don't get to see it that much. The reality is, a guy, every time you go to the bathroom, you are looking at your penis. You touch your penis every day when you pee. Like, you look down, there it is. It's all out there. Whereas with us, for us to do that, we have to get a mirror and like get our <laughs> legs up and like position things or like selfie cameras. No, I never did that. No, um, oh, but we, it was interesting, I will say.
0: So I went to, um, <laughs> you
2: got to a selfie stick.
0: So this this, this might good. be really interesting though, and disgusting for my people who listen to. Um, so, I went to the Parker in Palm Springs last weekend. I, I had an that, amazing Hoshno. time, but they have a fucking mirror in front of the toilet, <laughs> like your your vagina is in your face <laughs> all the time. Good, <laughs>
1: wow. Which is
0: good, and I found myself sitting in there for quite some time, just being like oh, that. That is, you know i don't see it that often so it is kind of true yeah. that you don't have that experience of seeing your vagina like, hey, every day. stranger yeah <laughs> so it, i think it is familiarity you're like i don't know what's going on down there yeah, It's true. maybe it's gross maybe it's not gross maybe you like it. i don't know but you're right men see their penis every single day they're like yeah this you have is so nice. much
3: access to it and we don't and that's why i tell women in, in the book i'm like get a get a, a freestanding mirror like the makeup mirrors that stand up on their own so you don't have to use your hand to like hold a mirror and then also see your vagina like you should see your vagina as much as possible, know what it looks like, and every vagina is different. So if you're right. not looking at yours that much, and you're not looking at anyone else's, why would you even know that what you have down there is normal or okay? Because right. you're so disconnected from so, it. So
0: what can a guy do to help, let's say a woman hasn't held a mirror up to her vagina, she hasn't read your book, like mm-hmm. she's not familiar with how things mm-hmm. work on her body. What are a few tips that you can give to guys about how they can... It's not up to them to help her do Mm -hmm. this, but if they want to be that person, make them feel more comfortable. Right.
3: Well, I mean, we're looking at different things in different sexual um, experiences. Now, if you were in a committed relationship or something that felt very safe and comfortable, I think it would be awesome with a guy to take his you know already established relationship with with this person and sit her in front of a mirror and like, explore together and like tell her everything he likes about her vulva and her parts and why it's hot why it's sexy i mean you, maybe he doesn't have to say the word vulva yeah, i no. i always like make just, everything like, so, so real, academic vulva my, that's why it's that so great to date me. i'm like do you want to see my vulva, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, vulva? Yeah. vulva. um <laughs> But that that would be hot and that would be sexy and that would be very intimate in a trusting situation. Now, if you were having a one night stand and you're like let's look in front of the right now <laughs> and that make <to laughs> explore your that vagina shit. follow me for a With second. Your- <laughs> That Let me be, write that
0: one down yeah.
3: uh, <laughs> That might be a little weird So like if it's a casual situation Or or, or maybe a one night stand or something Just making sure you communicate to her Like what you like about her That it's really hot That it's sexy And you know eroticize it And make it part of it and compl- Compliment like you said You know going into a situation Is very intimidating as a woman You know I have to feel comfortable with my body Unless you are a Victoria's Secret model You, yeah. you probably have some hang ups Even or those things. girls Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, the, yeah. Can
2: I ask you a quick question mm-hmm. And I, I got like kind of not like yelled at, but like only like kind of scolded. I was with a girl and I've been w- with a few girls that have said this, that have said like, I don't usually orgasm. Like it takes a lot for me to orgasm. Da, 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 da. And I said, well, you need to study yourself and find out a way that you can orgasm that makes it a little bit easier so that this whole time I'm not really trying so hard to make you orgasm that like I'm legit hurting myself or that's not fun for us because it feels like I'm doing work. Mm-hmm. Is that offensive to some girl? Like would or Would you recommend that girls do that?
3: Well, there's two things going on. You're absolutely right that women can explore themselves a little bit more. And the more they explore themselves and know their body and masturbate and explore their own fantasies, the better that they're going to feel in bed with a partner. That's absolutely number one. That's true. But also I hear you saying, you know, I'm trying so hard. I'm like breaking my neck. I'm trying to like do all this work to make somebody orgasm. I think that you're very focused on orgasm being like the finish line.
1: With mm-hmm. that mentality mm-hmm. Like
3: oh Like I'm working for this goal Whereas a lot of times When women have sex And when people have sex The experience Could be even more fulfilling Than that last Like final bang That, that orgasm mm-hmm. So instead of focusing On like trying to get her to come It's hey What feels good for you right now Because mm-hmm. some women I mean especially With a casual situation Maybe they're not going to orgasm Maybe yeah. they don't feel comfortable And maybe no matter what you do it's, it's, It might not get there And that's okay mm-hmm. But saying you know What feels good for you What do you want me to do Instead of like Going down on her for an hour And your neck's hurting and she's probably feeling awkward and not communicating about it mm-hmm. so all that's gonna do is hurt your neck yeah right.
2: okay. that's smart no it's great response yeah. no
0: good advice all right we're actually at the end of our show i'm sorry that we don't have more time because i had some really good questions well actually maybe just we'll ask one really really quickly okay um this is a question from a listener uh hi i'd like some advice girls laugh because i have a small penis and big head which they think is odd they say they prefer uncut but i don't think i want to do that what do i do thanks
3: well, first of all, if you're having sex or dating somebody that's shaming your penis, I would say probably end that relationship <laughs> immediately. Um, you know, and everybody has different sizes and different sizes and shapes are pleasurable for different women and different women's vaginas. So um, I would discuss with that partner about the variation of penis sizes if that's a safe feeling relationship. But if you're with somebody that's like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't really like your dick. Like, I kind of prefer this. All right. Different things for different people. Right. Move, move along yeah
0: okay good answer all right we are at the end of our show unless you guys have a different answer that you want to throw
2: in no i would say get circumcised immediately it's just Rip. healthy <laughs> well
0: no. that's still unproven no. oh my god no. it's not 100 percent proven don't no that's don't not true be uncircumcised it's really oh it's not true
3: wait so wait no no that's like the big cultural misconception that being circumcised is cleaner it's it's completely a cultural thing we're doing like it's a choice to circumcise your child it's a choice to be circumcised as an adult but it does not absolutely does not make you at higher risk for things i mean if you're not showering absolutely but like even the vagina has a bunch of folds on it like you know we're not filthy because we have folds in our skin so it actually is not more likely to cause an STI, it's actually not unhygienic unless you're just not bathing and in that case, definitely don't sleep with somebody who's not oh, I bathing. I just think it
2: looks weird. I didn't think it was unhygienic. Some
3: people I think it, it. <laughs> looks weird too.
0: It's not, it's not my thing but it is for other women. I don't like the shmegma. Good advice. <laughs> Clean that shit up and then you're Let's fine. Take a shower. Thank you everybody for being on the show. Uh, Dr. Amy Harwick, if you want to get a copy of her book, just so you can be educated on what women go through when it comes to sex, uh, go check out the new Sex Bible for Women. We had Josh McCuga on our show who uh, hosts the show on YouTube uh, Between the Sheets Between the Sheets and you should check that out I was on an episode and I think we had a really good time and it was a good episode and then we have Catherine Urbanic did I say it right? I keep I get scared every time to mess it up Um, but yeah go check out your movie that is on YouTube as well
1: right? Well actually I have a web series out right now called Welcome Home Loser which you can watch at welcomehomeloser.com about college graduates that are unemployed and living at home
0: Amazing and thanks guys for listening you guys are awesome as always we will see you next week (music) We'll <music>